Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh-oh, why is Kendall trending? Because of succession. Oh, good, 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 good. I thought it was my, my nemesis, Kendall. Whoa. But don't you love how just like so fucking pop culture we are where I'm like, actually, it's last night's succession. And you're like, yeah, I know, Kendall, like go us. Space trash. Trash in space. Space trash. Lifestyles. The rich and Uranus. Space trash. Celebrities, they're trash. But the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming. Greetings, Trashlings, and welcome back to another episode of Space Trash. Lifestyles of the Rich and Uranus, and I'm Sarah Armour. And I'm Molly Mulshine, and we are coming off of a wonderful Halloween weekend. We have a guest who's coming on in a little bit, Rusty Foster of Today in Tabs fame. For anyone that doesn't know who Rusty is, who is he? So Rusty has been doing a media-centric newsletter with an emphasis on tech and like politics thrown in, I would say, for probably about 10 years now. It's called Today in Tabs. And it's basically, you know how when you open a bunch of articles on your computer, you have a bunch of tabs open. So it's just taking all the tabs that he's read that day and sort of commenting on them. So he's a very funny writer. And he knows a lot about like tech stuff. So we're going to be talking to him about Facebook's highly dystopian rebrand to Meta. Love, love. Okay, so Rusty's on his way. But before that, I just want to say, Molly, Mm. your Halloween costume, superb. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Do you know how much Dirty Dancing means to me? Dirty Dancing is in my top three favorite movies. Really? Same. And you know, I've had people in my life, I've said that to people and they've been like, really? I thought you had better taste than that. It's one of like, it's like a C movie. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's a C for cult classic maybe. But no, it's maybe the greatest film of all time. People are really idiots because also they're being sexist when they say that. Because then whenever you get someone to actually sit down and watch it, they're like, holy shit, this is a great movie. Yeah, because they... Because they have, have the, the time, time of their life. life. A little bit low, a little bit low. I could have, the register could have, I could have started higher. But yeah, I mean, it's the greatest, aside from the film, it's the greatest, maybe other than the big chill, but it's, I think, the greatest movie soundtrack of all time. Yeah, I think so. And I don't think, I, I think Dirty Dancing would edge the big chill out because I don't think the Big Chill had any originals. Right. We got Swayze singing on this. Right. The Big Chill, though, was, in fact, an incredible Motown compilation. They couldn't make it today. It would be considered cultural appropriation. Ooh. Would like to discuss. Put a pin in it. Rusty, hi. The Tab Man. Hello. I gave a little intro before you got here, Rusty, about who you are and what your deal is. And I just want to say I love your newsletter. It's been one of my faves since my beta beat days. So thank you for I your service. I know. So you're you do a lot of like media tech and a little political stuff sprinkled in. I would say. Can you give us a little like TLDR on what makes something a tab, and what what you like most about reading the news today? 
Um, God, what makes something a tab is uh, usually there's there's like a particular noise that I make when I read something and then I know that it's going in and it's like, ah. <laughs> like, and like sometimes it's good, sometimes it's terrible, but there's always like something that you just go, oh yeah, mm, that. Um, Would you say that the rate of uh, stories has gone up or down versus ah uh, stories since you first started today in tabs? The really bad ones has gone way down. Like the, the quality of stories is better now. The quality of the world is much worse now. <laughs> Normally now it's good stories about terrible things versus like in 2013 and 2014. It's just a couple of years where there was so much money dumped into media that everybody needed content as fast as possible. And so there were all these 23 year olds employed to write six posts a day. Including Molly, including mind. me. I know, I know perfectly well. <laughs> like, listen, and I, like I get, even at the time I got why that was the case. You know, there were very few people who I were like, who I thought were like essentially doing that on purpose. It was just, there was so much demand for just content, dump it into the, you know, the Facebook mill. And there's just, there's less money in media now. And there's honestly, I think better editing going on. Yeah, yeah. There's fewer, fewer stories that I'm just like, wow, who let this get published? I remember one of the jobs I did, the moment that I said, I got to get out of here was the, the moment when I had to write up a Jar Jar Binks fan theory that was going viral on Reddit because <laughs> it was going to definitely get like six figures worth of hits. And I was just like, Jesus Christ. Because the thing is, like, during that era when media was so, I will say well-funded, but the problem is that the, the funding was good, but the output was bad because the people at the very top were getting the wrong idea. They were like, like you said, oh, we have to post 30 stories a day. So everything was crap. But the thing is, the people that were on the ground doing it didn't want to be doing that. We wanted to be doing real journalism and we still do, but it's just like harder and harder to get it funded but it was fun and I, it did help me live in new york for five years i mean it was it was fun like i got to know a lot of great people during those years who were like in that churning out content doing their best yeah so i think a lot of people don't realize why everyone hates Facebook. Everyone knows why everyone hates Facebook. Pretty widely hated. Yeah, it's like Corella DeVille, Facebook. No, like normies don't get it. Okay, we're like, gonna have to I, count normies because we wanna okay. keep them as listeners. We just mean people that aren't smart. No, I'm kidding. Uh, let me put a pin in that because I'm gonna write down Peloton Facebook group. Is that a normie sentence or what? I think that you're gonna get a lot of people relating to a Peloton Facebook group. Okay, so before we get into all the Facebook stuff, Facebook rebranding as meta, there is one little piece of housekeeping that we do need to talk about. Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson holding hands at Knott's Scary Farm. You guys are aware of this story. Absolutely. It's, I've even seen it and I I don't see these things. The, the woman in front of them is really the, the key to that picture, I think. I know, imagine being her. Goals. Yeah. yeah. So do you guys think that they're dating or do you think they were just on a scary ride and grabbed each other's hands? My gut says that they were on a scary ride and grabbed each other's hands. And if anything, maybe they're stopping. I think, I think that Kim could use a good lay. I think he's sort of been around the world and he, like, not going to marry him. If Beck and Sale can fuck him, she can fuck him. Like, he's sort of been vetted by a lot of industry greats. And yet, we know that he is 
completely <laughs> fucking annoying, sad emo. We also know that he has big dick energy. So like if she was finding comfort in the big dick arms of funny, funny man, Pete Davidson, I would get that. But I don't think, I think either way they're not dating. Both also are such publicity whores that they know, even if they find themselves at the same Knott's Berry farm or whatever together, they know to hold hands on that roller coaster because they are both PR geniuses. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I don't even think they're doing it because you have your own theory, Sarah, that Kim Kardashian is actually like borderline asexual. And I, I've come to believe that as well. I do feel that strongly. Yeah. Rusty, from the male perspective, Pete Davidson, Kim K, what, what do you think's going on? I, I can only assume they happen to end up in line next to each other and we're just like, oh, hey, hey, stranger. They just, neither one knows who the other one is. I get that feeling too. I actually don't even think they went there together. No, they did because they were with Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox, I think. Oh, okay. But then that's something. He's like Machine Gun Kelly's BFF. She's, yeah, I think maybe they, but even that, like they didn't, they were there together because they were like in the same carpool, but it's not like, hey, Pete, it's Kim. You want to hit the roller coasters? Like, I don't think it was like that. They got, they got an Uber pool and it was just a coincidence. I love an Uber pool. Last week, once again, Stormy and Kitely went to Disneyland and shut down a bunch of rides so that Stormy could, speaking of dystopian future, so that Stormy could sit on the ride by herself with her mom and do it alone. And I just want to say like, shout out to Kim for not doing that, for having the random stranger in the front of the picture and understanding that that is a better PR move because now it's even more of a meme because there's a rando in front. Could not agree more. And I also just want to say like, what, what's the word? I always get it wrong. Nominative determinism. Nominative determinism. Like I feel like stormy, <laughs> like, like what happens during a storm and what happens during a stormy is the same. The park gets shut down. Wait, what is nominative determinism? It's when your occupation or your personality or something fits your name. It's as if your name determines who you are. So it's like, I'm Sarah the Jewish princess. Like if that was your name, yeah. (laughs) That was your name. name. It's my freaking name. (laughs) Although what's really funny is that it's actually Sarah with no H. So it's like CVS brand Sarah. But we all know it's the same product, just like a little bit cheaper and more accessible. So I think that's about right. It's more biblical without the Sarah, without the H, I would say. Really? Isn't it H in the Bible? I don't fucking know. I think it's more modern. And actually, closing, I think anything, it's German. Ugh. Closing an amusement park to go and ride the rides by yourself is one of the saddest things I've ever heard. Right. Yeah. What's it's, the point? That's very sad. It's like when they, did you guys see when they rented a yellow school bus for Stormy to walk around on by herself because she's obsessed with yellow school buses that she's seen in cartoons? Don't even mention it again, Molly. We're going to pretend we never heard. Scratch it from the record. That is so sad. This show is very depressing already. I don't, this is a comedy show. <laughs> I also think she's not, I don't think they're hooking up either because. I don't think they're, I don't think she hooks up. Yeah, I just think she's busy and she yeah. doesn't really feel like it. He has too much makeup on professionally to want to smear it in a pillow. Mm-hmm. That's it. Facebook is a company that owns a few other companies, which everyone always forgets, Instagram and WhatsApp. And they would own Snapchat and every other platform if they could. But finally, the government is kind of like, you guys got to chill on buying everything because monopolies actually aren't allowed. So they're, you know, they, they're having really bad PR lately. So they changed their name to Meta. Meta is, it's going to be a metaverse. From what I gathered, it's going to be like The Sims, but with your eyes instead of a screen. Would you say 
What if you could? What if you could wear The Sims on your head? What if you could live in The Sims full time? That seems to be yeah. the imagine. That's the that's like the that's the vision. This will. Let's be clear. This will never happen. None of this is ever going to happen. You don't think so it's going to happen? We're about, no, absolutely not. This is like no. the Theranos. This is the the one prick of blood of the internet. Yes, this is nonsense. Like okay. what? What is possible has already been done and sucks. And what is what what he's imagining is not possible. This is what I'm wondering. Like. <laughs> Isn't this just Google Glass and the Snapchat spectacle? It's like, Second Life. I mean, it's just Second Life. It's second RML if you're old. Like, yeah. I mean, there was an article in Tabs today. It was Ethan Zuckerman. We got some Zuck versus Zuck action. Hot Zuck on Zuck action. <laughs> Ethan Zuckerman was, he's the guy who accidentally invented the pop-up ad. Um, accidentally? He, yeah, he feels real he's bad. Look, he was looking at porn and something he popped up. And he was like, <laughs> oh. I don't remember what the story is. He was he was like working at good lord. He goes all the way back. He goes back to before like before everything, before MySpace, before social media. He's like a web 1.0 guy. Um who's been doing this forever. And he wrote a little piece in the Atlantic about like here's what the metaverse is. It comes from Neil Stevenson, it comes from William Gibson, it comes from the 60s like science fiction imagination. And like here's what we did in Second Life. It kind of sucked. Nobody really liked it that much but whatever. And then here's VRML, which they invented for a hot second in 1996. Right. We've been through this all already. Like it doesn't, I don't, nobody's been around for a while understands why he's so excited about this other than he's maybe just bored running Facebook and how like everything sucks. Like it must really suck to run Facebook right now. That's a very empathetic I mean, view. I like that. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I'm sure it doesn't suck being a multi-billionaire, but he could just be like, uh, I mean, Peace out, suck a dick, dumb shits. Like, right. just go. Cash go out. back to displacing native Hawaiians from their land. Like you have been for the, like you can do that in peace. Like no one will yeah. care anymore if you stop ruining mainlanders lives. And it's going to be as pretty as your metaverse is going to be anyway, Mark. That's going to be the metaverse you choose. Just go there. Right. Indeed. The saddest thought that I had when I was watching his little promo was like, when he was saying, you know, you can go to someone else's living room and hang out with them. And I was like, God, do straight men really need more uh, motivation not to decorate their homes. <laughs> to me, that says that Mark Zuckerberg doesn't know that he can go to somebody else's living room. And well, that's what I thought too. I go, gosh, what this poor guy's just trying to that's be like, yeah, but you can hang out with friends. You could hang out with people and meet up with them and socialize. <laughs> That the, yeah, the big the big use case was like I'm gonna go and play cards with my with my friends and we're in space. Wee! Like it was so sad. That whole that whole presentation was bizarre. Also, his voice, hella Kermit. Can you guys imagine being <laughs> another voice where Piggy is my wife? There's a certain amount of money where you can't speak like a human anymore. Have you heard no. um, Jeff Bezos speak recently? No. Give me a Bezos impression. We're gonna go to space. It's oh. going to be incredible. I've been interested in this since I was in high school. Oh. It's like when a real housewife has too many yes people on her glam team when she reaches a certain level and like gets bangs and no one will say the bangs aren't working. And that's what's going on with these CEOs. It's right. Like, no one's being like, the, you guys the, all need diction coaches. I'm just happy that we are shitting on the way men speak, though, because that's very progressive of us. Yeah. It really is. So something that I remember from my beta beat days, for people who don't know, I used to be a tech reporter at the New York Observer's tech blog, beta beat. And the reason why I got that job is because I made a viral video about emojis. And like, 
the editor in chief was like, oh, you made a viral video about emojis. So you must know about tech. And I was like, totally. And at the time I was, I was working as like a local reporter and I was desperate to live in New York. And I was like, oh my God, I have to pretend that I understand tech. So I ended up working there for like two years. But one of the things we would always say in beta beat, and I loved everyone on the team. They were so awesome. Uh, Jared Kushner was the owner, but we won't get into that. And one of the things we would always talk about on beta beat is how every new iteration of technology is basically like to have sex. So like Snapchat, for instance, we made fun of Snapchat so much when it first launched. Cause we were like, this is literally just going to be people sexting each other. And then it became this huge thing and it is people sexting each other, but it's also teenagers being goofballs and things like that. So what do you guys think is like the sexual use case for the metaverse? Well, is- I think first and foremost, in terms of Zuck's world, it's like just having sex. Okay. But I think for him, because he also, I said it last time, I'll say it again, he has that quote, which is so bullshit because it's like, you have no shot of cheating anyway, Mark, but he has that thing that's like, do yourself a favor, fellas, find one woman and devote your life for. And I do think that this is a very Black Mirror-esque way for someone to like get a, get some shits and giggles in without actually cheating. Mm. Yeah, I mean, so like Corey's Corey's take on this was that it can't work in this can't work in Facebook because Facebook won't allow nudity or weird sex and that's the only that's the the only possible driver and then the other thing Ethan Zuckerman pointed out was the 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 biggest component of people who are still on second life are like kink people right thriving yeah it's like fetish communities yeah furries yes and is like is Facebook's metaverse going to allow that no Right. I, mean, I think, well, no, they're going to have to change the terms of agreement to be like weird shit allowed. Kink, and, what, kink and sex welcome in this Facebook metaverse. Right. One thing that I think they, they will be successful with is teen girl crush fantasies. Like if you were a teen girl and you had the Sims, one thing that you would always do is build a room make a sim of yourself and a sim of your crush, lure him in and then delete all the doors and windows. So I don't know if that's everyone, Ma. That's such an interesting tidbit. (laughs) I actually just got my points. I actually let the the jewel, I I didn't think to trap them is all I'm saying. And you'd think that was more my brand than yours, but how nice to know that when desperate, you're very creative. Yeah, so I mean, it was very innocent because then you would just watch them sit next to each other and be like, oh my God. That's wallets. wallets. So yeah. the, the metaverse will let you do that with the actual Pete Davidson. The actual person. Yeah. Okay. Be, I wonder if people will like get like, it'll be like your avatar and it'll be your actual person, but then they'll like, you'll get to add like three inches on your dick or something. Yeah, maybe. I think they are trying to go after kids with this too, because when I first heard of it, I was like, this sounds like it's kind of just for sad adults, but their big issue is that their user base is so old that they're truly dying off. It's like the Republicans or something or Fox news. And they, when I saw the commercial that Zuck put out, you know, it wasn't a commercial, whatever it was, the video, it's all kids playing and it looks very video game esque. Well, I could see it being the kind of thing where like as a re- as a response to COVID and to the pandemic and to the lockdown that like as people have struggled with making online learning, you know, fun and accessible and effective that like this, it's like, what if they could really feel like they were, I, I could see it sort of starting there and having the a lean towards 
lean towards kids, but from a like sort of learning perspective. Online learning is terrible. Yeah, Rusty, (laughs) you have kids. Yes, it's very bad. It's like, you don't want to send your kids into the metaverse to like, so that one of them gets caught giving some random, a blowjob in the hypothetical bathroom and get them in real life in trouble. You know, <laughs> not, no offense to, you know, I don't know if that, you know, I don't know if they're girls or boys and either way, it doesn't matter. Right. But it's like the kind of trouble that we could get in, in school. I don't think it's any less more, I, I, it's no better online. It's still conceptually naughty. Actually, teen pregnancy rates are down and kids are less sexually active because they're all so fucking awkward and because they sext each other instead of actually meeting up and hooking up. So it's, yeah, so it's, it's kind of interesting because they're not having these sort of high risk encounters when they're teenagers, but also I think maybe that leads to even wilder behavior in college with like people not understanding sort of like consent and stuff like that. But I don't know. I, I, yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens in the future. I don't know. They're all on discord, which I assume, I mean, all of us at this point are all on discord. So I'm not, what is it? Discord. It's like yeah. uh, it's Slack for gamers. Okay. It's just, I was, listening- uh, it's, you know, IRC for, for gamers at this point. He- People were saying that that metaverse is like Discord and Roblox. And I was like, I don't know what the, either of those things really are. Comes with a so, Patreon. <laughs> yeah, that's the only like word association we have for it. Yep. So I guess the question with metaverse is, do we think this is going to penetrate into mainstream society? Because it just seems like such a nerd thing. No, I mean, I don't think it's I don't think it's really going to exist. I don't think they can do it. Like the stuff that the stuff that he was demonstrating in that fake video is a lot of it's not possible. Like I'm just gonna co- come right out and say it's not possible. Okay. There'll be also, like AR glasses will be a thing, and you'll walk down the street and there'll be better ads, but better, but like there'll be more ads, and that's probably as far as it's gonna go. But see, this is, and I'm curious about your take on like the the Elizabeth Holmes debacle as well, Rusty, because it's sort of in the same vein. Where it's like I do think there's like a tech trend, and I am not an expert, but it's like you know in the in the early 2000s, like the first decade of the 2000s and then this past decade like a lot of silicon valley money is raised on these like hypothetical ideas that like low-key experts are saying it's never going to happen and one of the things i think that could be positive that could come out of this elizabeth holmes case is that we're no longer funding hypothetical ideas look if i couldn't get money to make the film i wanted to make in my 20s i had to show a if i had to show a trailer first we should not be funding you know, medical and tech ideas that don't have trailers, at least. Right. They said this is going to cost $10 billion. Seems like a lot. Yeah. Facebook has $10 billion to waste. Yeah, but would they? I think they would fundraise, no? I don't know. I don't even know if they need to. Maybe. Well, nobody ever need. I mean, not nobody ever needs to, but it's like, that's why where it's like, Oh. oh, Bill Gates was meeting with Epstein for what? And it's like, okay. Like, I just feel like even the richest people in the world, when it comes to like ideas, that's part of the culture. And I think part of the acceptance of the nerds all over there, like, hey, nerd, like, let's meet up and make something that's going to take over the world. And it's like, okay, I'm with this. I'm with this nerd. Now we have friends. Yeah. yeah. Like, I've been having an issue with the NHS, and I don't want to say that it reflects badly on the NHS, which is the British healthcare system. Uh, it's because they're underfunded because the the conservatives in the UK, UK keep 
cutting back their funding and I have to like beg them for birth control every month. And I'm like, you guys come on. Like if I have the kid, it's going to be way more expensive. Just give me the friggin' pills. Like, and it anyway, regardless, I was thinking, wouldn't it be fun if we just started tweeting at Richard Branson being like, dude, where's my birth control? Because you're the one who's keeping your money in offshore accounts. Fund the NHS. Like you're a rich British person. Why aren't you funding the NHS? Are there any other rich British people? Yes, the royal family. Like they they put this new statue of Princess Diana up, which obviously I support. Love her. What do you think of the statue? Yeah, it didn't. You know, was I, it didn't look. It didn't do her justice from a physical standpoint. The belt was a choice too, but but so they put this this statue up, and it was like people donated money to put up the statue. They didn't pay for it themselves. And it's like, we're in a pandemic and that's what people are donating to is a new statue. Like, give me my fucking birth control. People donated money to the royal family. Right, like what kind of a doofus do you gotta be? And it's like, of course they donated it to them who did not need it, who also had like no reverence for our girl die. And so it was an ugly ass statue with a weird outfit choice. I know. And the artist's other work is really cool. So you know that they clamped down on the coolness and they were Mm. like, oh, you have to make it really basic and boring. Unacceptable. Yeah. So do you guys have any nostalgia for the pre-adult days of Facebook? Well, we were never adults when, like, Facebook came out. When we were in college. Well, Facebook came out our freshman my freshman year of college and I was actually at BU and so it was like we're the girl that's getting dumped that started Facebook like all of us as a collective we're like that we're Erica we're Eri- we're that Erica and you oh, know is that someone the- from Harvard when he was at Harvard when he was at Harvard he went out on a date famously at the BU pub where I was a sandwich technician we'll call it a sandwich artist and they went on a date to the BU pub because the BU girls you know we put out no we're cool and and he came across the river to go on a date with her and then she like played him out and that was like the beginning of like Facebook becoming a thing because he was like I'll get her I'm gonna be the most social guy in my bedroom and then he wanted to talk her on some public forum because it was like whatever the girl version of like rate rate my guy was he like started to trash her and he's like there's a better way to trash her and I'll get back at the girl that dumped me and she was a BU girl so I'm really proud about that but otherwise I was never an adult without Facebook. I didn't know it was targeted to one girl. Did you know that, Rusty? I did not know that, no. I knew about the, like, the hot or not clone aspect of its founding, but I didn't realize that there was one one girl, let alone- Fashion, heartbreak moves mountains. I do kind of miss when there were no adults on it and we would just post pictures. Remember we would, like, post pictures of us peeing at frat parties? adult, there were no adults on Facebook. I was thinking an adult on- Oh, yeah, of course I miss. Oh, my God, no. It actually was a good social network at first. When I first got on it, it was actually limited to the Boston schools and it was a way that would be like BC party. It's how we would find out about where the parties were. Yeah. I'm very old, so I was an adult already when it started. Were you? So I'm not invited to this. I'm not invited to this conversation. So when Sorry. as an adult did you join? Like, yeah, I'm gonna creep on that kids on that kids app. Um, yeah, that's actually a good question. I didn't join it right away when it was open. I joined it probably in 20... 2008. That's right when it came out, Rusty. Is that right when it came out? Bad boy, bad boy. Right. I think it was, yeah, I don't remember what year. Well, 2008, because I was there getting dumped with Erica. Yeah, I just, it reminds me of my freshman year of college, which was when Sexy Back by Justin Timberlake and Soldier Boy came out. Those were the two songs. Great songs. So that's what always reminds me of Facebook. What I was going to say before about the Peloton Facebook group, I think that the reason why they're doing this name change is just to try and, like when my dog is eating my slipper and I put a chew toy in front of him. You know, they're trying to just be like, 
oh, it's not Facebook anymore. It's meta now. And all of the problems with Facebook are being siloed into Facebook land. I think a lot of people don't realize how bad Facebook is. So I am in a Peloton Facebook group because I have a Peloton and somebody was commenting on it. How can I access the information in this group without being on Facebook? And all the comments were like, just check Facebook. Facebook is good. None of them knew. But also like the Venn diagram of Peloton and adult Disney fans is like basically a circle. (laughs) So I don't know if it's a demographic thing, but do you guys think that the public opinion is ever going to change? Or do you think it's just, I just think old people are always going to have Facebook now. People do think Facebook is a utility. Like even people who hate Facebook, even people who know all the problems with like the people I hang out with who know what's wrong with Facebook are like still like, but you've got to be on Facebook because otherwise, how are you going to ever find out about the play dates? Like, how do you know about any of those school events? Mm, and the there is, there is a case to be made that like every, I mean, I'm not on Facebook. I quit Facebook in like 2014 and people do point out that like, they're like, but your wife's on Facebook, right? And I'm like, yeah, I've tried to get her off it. I wish that she would quit. The shame, the shame. Every, every, every dad that's not on Facebook definitely has a wife who is on Facebook. Right. So So. you're still benefiting. It's like, I didn't want to get an Alexa and my fiance got it. And so now I have an Alexa. Like it's, it's not, not listening to me. It's listening to both of us. Well, but I think what you're saying is really true though, that like in a lot of ways on a functional level to not be on Facebook does a disservice to you and your, like one of you has got to be on it, Rusty. Absolutely keep the cool points. You work in media, you got an audience, but like in general, you do need to know when the father-daughter dances. God forbid you miss it because you weren't on Facebook. You'd never forgive yourself. I mean, never get to slow dance with your daughter. I think that people could get off Facebook and would not be missing anything, but nobody believes that. It's very hard to convince anyone to try. There would just have to be another social platform that was as robust, I think, that made people feel like, you know, because I feel like there's there also was such a like heavy lean on Microsoft Office or like even like like Outlook, like in my office days, everybody was using Outlook for mail. Well, then like the G Suite went professional and then that became a little bit easier to use. But it's like there was a time when I would be like, we got to use a different email service outlook sucks and they'd be like it's the only one that corporate uses and it was like oh okay well i'm definitely not going to be incorporated it sucks but not that i get back to emails even on gmail either i'm not i'm not a great emailer you know i like to really be present in the moment but either way like i feel like there would have to be like some other offering that was like hey this is even better and here's why right like facebook even ate craigslist like no one uses craigslist anymore right also i think like for kink right again yeah so i also i use facebook to book comedy shows like i have to be on there because all of the freaking comics and bookers they'll just put in a facebook group like hey i need someone to do 10 minutes tonight and it pays x amount and like if i got off there i don't have an agent for for that yet yet we manifest on this podcast rusty if there's anything you want to call in speak it as if it is already yours that is that is how i roll I guess like to me, the biggest mistake of this is we all know what happened with Ron Artest. It's like just because he changed his name to Meta World Peace, he got arrested long after. So it's like it doesn't mean like just because you change your name to Meta does not mean that you are out of the doghouse. In fact, you might go in. That's really funny. He should have changed his name to Cat Stevens. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it would (laughs) have been more fortuitous. It would have been harder to arrest anyway. They would have got the wrong guy. (laughs) Yeah. Imagine if Facebook was changed into Cat Stevens Corporation. Oh my God. We just want to slip under the radar and be a holistic universe for all people to sit with each other, not together. <laughs> yeah.
and listen to Cat Stevens. Rusty, how much about astrology do you know or care about? More than probably anyone would. My mother-in-law is a semi-serious astrologer. And so I've been, I've, I've had my chart done by someone who didn't need to like look anything up. You wow. married well. No, I don't believe in it, but I don't not believe it. Well, it's one of those so, things, like I always say to people, like it's not something to believe in or to not believe in. It's just like either you study it or you don't. Cause it is just what is. It's like, there you go. either you get into it and you're like, oh, I can see how this is a cosmic mirror of either my energy or the relationship or what's happening in the moment but it's not like real or not real it's up for interpretation but it is just like the study of what is at any given time i say it's an it's a tool for analysis it's like commedia dell'arte and it's different archetypes and it's just yeah. you don't it's not set in stone and it's fun like it's just a fun tool for analysis it doesn't have to be so like serious and so many guys will be like it's not real and i'm like you watch professional wrestling that, I agree with all of that. That is that is how I that is how I also take it. Awesome. This is exciting. Okay. I took the liberty of looking up the most successful CEO zodiac signs. This is the thing. A CEO is not the same as a founder. It's two different things. But the most successful 46 CEOs at the time that whoever did this study did it, the most of them were Taurus. Mark, Mark Zuckerberg, Zuckerberg. Taurus. He's a Taurus. And so is, I don't know if you know this, Rusty, but most punk icons are Taurus, like actually almost all of them. Including really? MGK and Megan Fox. And then most communist dictators are also Taurus. Hitler. Big guy. And Hitler as well. He was more of like a fascist. Isn't that interesting? So what we say is communists, I mean, Taurus, Taurus people, they like to work hard and play hard. The punk ethos is very much, we want to have fun in addition to not really actually learning how to play instruments. And the whole communist thing is like, we want to be able to have time off. So how does Zuckerberg fit into this, Sarah? Can you tell us? I absolutely can tell you. Okay, so let's let's break it down. First and foremost, it's worth noting, and I love when this happens, as we record, the moon is in Virgo. And we always say that the moon is actually like the sort of timekeeper of everything. So it, it's not a coincidence that we choose to talk about Zuck when the moon is highlighting his rising. Zuck is a Virgo rising, which means that, you know, he cares a lot about appearances. He might lead with a little bit of uh, anxiety. He's a little bit anal. He cares a lot about outward perfection. That's part of why he was so upset when Erica broke up with him across the river at the BU pub where Sarah was making sandwiches. And he, uh, sorry, I was producing sandwiches on the table. What kind of sandwiches were they? Oh, all, t all, all sorts and absolutely all toasted. Okay. Although a huge issue, and this is not worth bringing up really, but I, I guess I've already started. If you're listening, anybody from the BU, we could tag you in it because I'm a definitely distinguished alum or I will be speaking into existence. But the cheese they use, because they're also doing a, there's a huge nacho business, which I never put on the resume, but they use the same like sprinkle cheese for the sandwiches, which I always thought was criminal. It's like, give me Ew. a slice of, give me a slice of provolone. I don't need the nacho sprinkle cheese on a sandwich. I think that's why all the sandwiches were toasted, though. So they could be like, you see, it's just melted. And it's like, mm, okay. Yeah. But that was, I, I certainly put up a fight there. I, I, I don't just rest on my laurels when something's wrong. So I definitely let them know that that was a problem. Anyway, he is very upset when something about his image gets... When he, when, when he has something bad happen to his image, he's like, I will perfect this. I will correct it. You know, he does want to present as perfectionist. He does want to perfect. He wants to create. He wants to create 
I can totally see where this chart and in many ways wants to create social systems that get him out of ever looking dumb again, which I think was the beginning of this mm. whole thing. If he's so obsessed with looking good and looking perfect, why is he so bad at it? No one likes him. Well, he has a bad personality, Molly. I think that's the first thing that's worth noting. He also definitely has some social issues, you know, and I do think that soul speaks louder than physicality. And I think in this case, it is absolutely uh, obvious. You know, he's just not attractive because he's not attractive. Okay. He's got a, he's got a weird soul, but but we've been over this. Like even Jeff Bezos, like could kind of get it. Yeah. But Bezos chart was more erotic. I mean, I yeah, think, but, but it's like, it's not like he's much better looking than Zuckerberg. Like, yeah, he works out. Yeah, but he's but got like, that swagger. And he, you saw the sex. This man is a lover. He got a hard dick for Sanchez and she's hot. He has confidence. He, he's, he's, he's nodding. Zuck, yeah, that's I, mean, what I, I'm like, I can't say either of them, but I can, like, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm on board with this. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I speak nothing but the truth here. This is uh, right. This is no one. No one is imprisoned by their looks, I think, is our both of our point. Like, yes. what you look like actually has nothing to do with how hot you are. And I learned that when I worked at a magazine with an adjacent influencer modeling agency, so. Wait, I would like to know more. Just sometimes you meet someone and they're just really cool and compelling and awesome. And then you think about it later and you're like, technically they aren't good looking, but they're just cool and hot. I mean, I do feel like I'm never the friend that gets like hit on either first or last. I'm not the ugliest. I'm not the hottest. But I do think if we do a hang, I become, I do think I front run after you know my personality. Right. And like you can do a lot with like braces and Botox, you know, like even if you're not looking a hundred percent, if you really just focus, you're going to look as good as you can. You can, if you look as good as you can look and you're confident, like you're going to, you're the hottest person. I mean, Mark Zuckerberg and Jeff Bezos both clearly have spent a lot of time with personal trainers. And I think that the results shows that it's personality more than it is like what you look like or what your body looks like. Exactly. They're both pretty cut. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Yeah, I mean, Zuck definitely has, he has broader shoulders than we first met him. That's for sure. This dude is definitely. I never noticed that. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, he's like he's wearing like the fitted shirts so that we can see his the t-shirt. The t-shirts get more fitted every year, yeah. but like he's just utterly swaggerless. Swaggerless. I mean, truly swaggerless. And that Kermit voice. And the Caesar haircut. I think that is the best his hair is going to ever be. I don't think, think, I think he would have changed his hair or shaved it if, if it, those were options. Hmm. 
Just a thought. Okay, so, but, but yeah, he's a Virgo rising. So, right, he's like, if I can't get Erica to love me, then I will get the world to love me. And I will do it online so I don't have to show up and have anybody reject me ever again. That was like the whole premise of this thing. And it worked. I'm now, also a Virgo rising and I'm like really feeling this right now. <laughs> yo, Rusty, I'm going to do your chart next. And I am not attacking you. And I want to say even just by virtue of the fact no, that. I'm, no, I'm like, yeah. Now, you're really, obvi- yep. All Virgo risings are not swaggerless. Zuck is, but you might have a little bit of, I mean, even the fact that as a Virgo rising, you would make it your business to like look at everything going on and comment on it. There's an element of anxiety that you're, that you're, um, Mm -hmm. it's like, it's like overcompensating for where you're like, okay, somebody has to say this, this needs to be fixed. Mm -hmm. I'm going to fix this problem and I'm going to leave. And Rusty writes funny. Like he writes like, uh, like it's funny. It's not just you know so yeah i, I say well, that rusty is also a cancer man and i i'm a cancer too rusty we're gonna do your chart next but i love him i love my my family my mother's family's all from massachusetts and i'm a cancer so i saw your chart i said oh we're gonna be friends Wait, Virgo rises. everybody on this call from massachusetts no i'm from new jersey all right i'm technically from new everybody... jersey but i did go to bu and my mom's family's from lynn city of Santa. everybody in media has some kind of massachusetts connection Oh, that's why I didn't really last that long because I don't have that elite there you go. Like, mm-hmm. Ivy League money to fall back on. Sort of a club. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of communicators. So yeah, this is not an attack on Virgo Risings. I mean, the other thing about Virgo Risings is that they do that they always do the best they can with their appearance. Zuck would work out because that's like the most and least he can do. He does care. Why is he even dressing so basic? Because he would rather come across as like cool and not trying like the thing about virgo energy is that virgo energy might be the 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 biggest try hard but they never want to appear to be trying hard maybe virgo moons take more more uh pleasure in overtly service or overtly trying or overtly being because they're like more crafts people but virgo suns and virgo risings care a lot about looking great and having it just seem like oh i just rolled out of bed this way i don't care about looks but they do but they right do. i i think virgo is the sign most likely to have a uniform like a low-key yes my dad's a Virgo son and he has worn the same stuff every day. Like he, he's like a cartoon character and, but he looks cool. Like he has a really cool style for a 70 year old man. And it's been the same since I was born. The thing about Virgos is like, they're also thinking about so much that they want to take anything off their plate when it comes to like, it's like they have so many important things that they're thinking about that they're like, I just need this to be easy. Also, Virgo is the sign that comes before Libra. What is Libra? Marriage and relationships. So Virgo is just like concerned with looking cool enough to get laid at the end of the day. All right. What is his Chiron? Because Chiron is one of my faves. Do you know what Chiron is, Rusty? No. It is your ancient wound. So it's the thing that is really like, fucked up about you that sort of animates you and also drives you nuts right is that right well it is it's like an ancient wound that even if in this life whatever trauma occurred at that time or whatever happened the the impact is far greater than maybe like somebody looking at you would imagine right so whatever your chiron wound is it's this wound that you know it's the the healer that feels they can never be healed but especially after the saturn return the chiron also becomes and this is the most important part the saturn is your wound but it becomes your super healing power so wherever chiron Chiron is in your chart you not only experience a, a sort of um, an ache, there's an ache in your Chiron, but it is where you become, because you have to do your Chiron healing work, it is where you become the healer. So 
you know, we'll get to Zuck's sun and moon, but what's really interesting is Mark Zuckerberg has a ninth house Chiron in Gemini. So what was Chiron? For him, it was social. He didn't feel like he had a date. He didn't feel like he had a twin. He didn't feel like he had He felt misunderstood. He felt like that no one was getting the whole side of the story, right? That's also where his north node is. So he is here to do Gemini connection finding people work and it is his midheaven it's it's his legacy is gemini it is storytelling it is connecting people to each other and you know to to their people at large but what's really kind of wild is that in this moment in time the north node in the collective is at two degrees chiron which is on his wound so what we're seeing play out on the collective scale is an expression of his chiron which is like i just want to actually be in someone's living room playing cards but no one invites me Right. And it's going to wound him or has the potential to re-wound him or to um, lead him into greater healing because either this won't work or it will. And still no one will invite him into their solitaire. He'll be playing solitaire until the day dies. No one's going to invite him into his card room. So either way, this is an expression of his wound that we're seeing at large. Why is he so bad at making friends? Well, I think he's really bad at making friends for a few reasons. Let's let's take a look. Let's investigate the chart, shall we? So number one, I think he's bad at making friends because, you know, most of the time solar taurins are fairly social. I think he does, have, in the ninth house, I think he has the desire to be social and the desire to connect. But he also has his Venus in Taurus in the eighth house. He has his Mercury in Aries with asteroid lucifer sun in the morning i'm gonna chase you out of here in the eighth house so he has an inability to not say i mean we saw a social network he was a jerk on that date like he has the desire to he, he wants to hold back eighth house we want to hold back but he has like rapid fire he has a lot of rapid fire thoughts feelings opinions that he has to do his best to hold in And I think if and when either he doesn't share them and people are like, wow, this guy has no social skills or he does. And people go, wow, this guy has no social skills, right? Like whether he shares or he doesn't, this guy is uncool, categorically uncool. So I think there's this pain that that's where that Chiron comes in. There's this pain with him because he's like, well, I'm trying not to share as much and I'm trying not to just tell the girl that she's the dumbest bitch on the internet and that she's only a six and she was lucky to date me or he's not saying anything and it's like, what's up with this guy? He doesn't speak. So so I think there's a wound that he's trying to heal there. I think when you have your Venus in Taurus in the eighth house, there's also this part of you that really has the desire for love and for that intimate connection. And I think because of his wacky Mercury, it's really hard for him to achieve that. He also has his Mercury opposite his Pluto, So there's like an ancient, there's like a, it's like, it's like when he speaks, when he finally does share, it's like almost like coming from the under, it's like, and and with Lucifer on his Mercury too, it's like, oh, I'm actually the devil speaking. And it's like, ay, 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 (laughs) ay, ay, this guy, right? Devastating. Now, the other thing about his chart that makes him, I would say, categorically unlikable, and I want to be clear, this is not for every single person that has this placement. I've dated a lot of 84s. This is sort of standard, but for him specifically, he has his Saturn. Wait, he was he born in 1984? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. He's our he, age. That's why I'm telling you, I was in college with him and he was like, we got to get that bitchy BU girl to go to hell with me. So insane. He just has the energy of like Mr. Rogers. That's an insult to Mr. Rogers. No, it's I don't know like literally like, it's like if Kermit was not popular. 
Kermit so like, popular? I feel like Kermit was extreme. I feel like he was like the, I, no, I feel like he was like the spanky of the group. I feel like he was like the, the king of the castle. It was just Pigger that eluded him. Start Facebook. I would rather do Muppets Facebook than Meta Facebook, but all right. So he has his Saturn conjunct his moon. When you have your Saturn conjunct your moon, it means that on an emotional level, there's something serious. Like your feelings are driving your, your work right? Your feelings are driving. And we know that he started Facebook when he was in college. So he didn't have a Saturn return yet. So Saturn, and he also has his Mars right on his moon. So Saturn and Mars in Scorpio means that like on the one hand, like you're, you're very aware of abuse. You're very aware of that dark Scorpio underworld. You're very aware of all the problems. You're aware of the mysteries, the creepy shit, but then his moon is there too. So I actually do think that he I mean, look, this all is coming from the desire to merge with other 8th house. Scorpio, he has a lot of 8th house. This is all happening in Scorpio. And yet, started as a revenge website. But this does lead him into his work, whether he's coming from a vengeful place or is like, actually, I'm a billionaire or whatever. Because for him, he does feel that he has a certain responsibility to bring people together. And I think part of his inflated drive to make this something was, yes, on the one hand, it was about revenge and fuck those Winklevosses and fuck my partner, nice Andrew and Andrew Garfield. I mean, I don't know what his name in the movie was, but, you know, and fuck or in real life, you know, or, you know, fuck, fuck Erica from BU and fuck everybody who didn't invite me to their party and I will play cards with the boys someday, right? But at the same time, aside from that revenge, it is ultimately with this desire to create more intimacy in his life. I mean, even when we do things that are out of anger, we all know that out of anger, there's actually just like a sad little boy. So he does have the desire to connect. It's his North Node, it's his legacy, and it's his wound. So unless he started Facebook, he was like, I'm never going to have a friend. And I don't know if he does, actually. I don't know if it actually solved his friend wound, but I do think that it gave him a lot of friends on Facebook. Have you ever seen Mark Zuckerberg and a friend in the same room? I haven't. Wow. He has his, uh, right his, his posse that he went pig hunting with, but I don't, that didn't look like friends to me. Oh man, I have to Google that. I have not seen that. Sarah, every time you do a reading of someone, it makes me more sympathetic and makes me feel bad for them. Well, and this is, like, this is the point. That's beautiful, Molly. This is why I, if you want to talk about Sarah, meta, meta Sarah school, we got to teach the kids astrology because if you found out, oh, that's just someone's Mercury or, oh, that's just someone's Mars. Instead of going, he hates me. You go, no, no, no. Their Mars is just activated. No, no, no. Their Mercury, they, they, they speak before they think. It's not about you. It's everybody's got this makeup. And I do think it is probably the number one tool analytically for compassion. What? can he do to fulfill his destiny without ruining everybody else and like ruining Malaysia and America? My man's got to make a friend. Okay. My man's got to hang out and feel accepted and feel like he is not there because he's Mark Zuckerberg, but just because people like him. I think he needs a couple of real good bros. Everything he's done in life up till now makes that harder. He's made this harder for himself. He's the like the, the he's the prince who has to go incognito out into the village and find someone who who loves him for himself. Yeah, but low key, what's happening is he's the prince that's going incognito into sex fetish rooms, and he goes, "I could actually make this mainstream." <laughs> SMA. That SMA. Could be. Rusty, your chart is beautiful because now this is fun too because I don't really know you like we don't know each other that well. I know you. I I mean I don't know. Maybe you heard of me before this, but if you didn't, don't tell me. And you, Rusty's chart is so perfect for what Molly has told me about you and for your career so far. And you are really living your purpose. I want to say flat out, you're doing it, you're doing it, and you're doing it well. Okay, nice. 
So first of all, Rusty is, just like our boy Z, is a Virgo rising. But what's interesting about your Virgo rising, Rusty, is that your Mars is also in Virgo, but it's in the 12th house. So it's almost like there's a part of you that feels almost like compulsively driven to do this media work and compulsively driven to criticize. Like until you got into the critical media work, you were probably just critical and you didn't know why and you were probably walking around going I would date her but she has a bowl cut or I would do that but it looks and and it was like Rusty what's going on you're such a sweetie why would you have these issues and you're like I actually don't even know I'm not even so much you're really not like so much of a perfectionist as much as you just have a strong sense of uh, compulsive when something isn't right it really fucking bothers you and you know, is this, re- is this resonating, Rusty? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. Yes. And nothing is ever quite right. Nothing's ever quite right. <laughs> right. That's, that's kind of the pain of, so when people have 12th house charts in general, Molly has her Venus in the 12th house. Um, I don't have anything in the 12th house. I, I'm just perfect. But um, you have a 12th house Mars, which means that like, it's almost coming from like a subconscious place. Like it's hard for you to put your finger on. Like you might not have even had parents that were particularly perfectionist or not like it's not like there's anyone to blame there's nothing you could you could probably be like they were so sloppy that I had to become or you could say they were so perfectionist that I just became but it's neither it's just that like this is like part of your past life mission to come and you're just like you're you're with you're on the ice with the Zamboni from a past life and it's the only thing you know to do for work but you're not actually in the rink I don't know why the Zamboni, but but it's like what it is. It's like, okay, well, like middle of the game, you got to just get out and just clean up the ice. I don't care if the game's good. I don't care if the game's bad. At the end of the day, we got to make sure the rink looks good because, you know, that's like baseline what we need to play. That is what is moving you. And it's like, even you might even have dreams where you wake up and you're like, I got to look this up or like, I got to do a deep dive on. And you're like, where did that even come from? But then you're, and then, then it might even feel like I'm psychic or like I, I'm a prophet, but really no, it's like you're getting hits from your past life from your unconscious from your dream state going give a big shit about this fix this give a big shit about this fix this fix this and you have to you have to do something you can't help but not do something and if you didn't make being a critic in some way your career you would be an awful husband you would be an awful like thank god you have this as an outlet because it actually is and and think about virgo let me be clear i love virgos and even mark he's done a service virgo isn't Virgo is 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 the the devoted god and devoted goddess. Virgo comes with devotion. It's not like a nefarious sign. It's not a sign that's like I'm going to make this perfect because I'm better. That's not it. It's a sincere servant. It is someone who feels that they have a duty to help. So wow, that's so true. And then, right, mm-hmm. Molly's a Virgo South Node, so sometimes she's like. I just know what to do to help or I know what to do to make this better. You have that too, Rusty, where you're just like, I have to say something. If I don't say something, it will haunt me and I will take it out. I will start giving notes at the Starbucks. I will start giving notes to the guy <laughs> pumping my gas. And I, you don't want to be that guy because you and I actually, we're twinsies, Rusty. I am also a Cancer Sun Capricorn Moon. So, Oh, Cap Moon. We got three big caps on three here. Big caps. That's why here we are doing public criticism of a nerd no but it's like (laughs) (laughs) yeah but so so actually your nature is to number one 11th house look at this is called a stellium 
So when there is a collection of three or more planetary bodies, it's called a stellium. So you have a huge collection of cancer energy and then a little bit of Leo here, which we will discuss, but there's a huge amount of cancer energy in your 11th house. The 11th house is media. The 11th house is broadcast. The 11th house is the internet. The 11th house is tech. Yup. So for him, you're actually really not coming from a bad place. You're really coming from a loving place where you're like, mommy's home and she's gonna have to you're like internet patrol is kind of what you are like your internet watch your 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 crime watch for the neighborhood but it's internet and tech and you have to broadcast it okay we have to send rusty a cancer milf squad t-shirt i think we could do a man version where it's milf but it's like merlin i want merlin i'd like to fuck yeah perfect Just pretend the MILF stands for Merlin. It's Merlin you want to fuck. Or you could do a cancer cry shirt because this man, he weeps. He's not weeping in public. I want to be clear. Rusty, I don't even, I will will cut that part if you want nobody to know, but I know that you weep. I know that you have deep pain and sorrow. Is it It true? Oh yeah. I'm I'm always in my feelings. He's a sad boy. He's a sad boy. In a good way. In a good way. True. You have your sun, your Venus, your Mercury, but then this little doodad, question mark, of course it's the mother asteroid series. You feel even before you had children, you were like, I'm not having children until I'm policing the internet because I'm, I don't feel that it's safe out there. You are a mother to the web. That's what you are. You're web mommy, Rusty. Wow. That's, that's what it is. Okay. Now what's interesting too is in the same house, so still 11th house internet, you have your Saturn in early degree Leo. Now here's the thing, Rusty. And again, we can cut this if TMI, but there's a little, there was a little boy in you who thought, theater or who thought i'll get on stage or i'll be the star but when you have wherever your saturn is, is it true is it true i mean yeah like yeah but very, like in a very hidden way for sure yeah no i'm like extremely shy but also uh but also yeah very dramatic well yeah. and it's like when you have your saturn in leo what it means is like on some level you have a, a karmic responsibility to do the Leo work, which is to speak out, which is to share, express, to share your feelings, to, to get on stage, to comment, to use performance. But for you, until you put the pieces together where it was like, oh, I'll criticize this for the purpose of helping, you were like, who am I to get on stage? Who am I to be Jean Valjean? Who am I to do the talent show? No, I, no, mama, I don't want to tap dance. But low key, you were tapping on the floors upstairs and they were like, Rusty, what are you doing? And you were like, oh, but, but really, there was a part of you that felt the desire to be on stage or to perform in one way or another. But then it was like, no, 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 I can I could not. And it's like, no, you can. And you just have to find the way when you start doing your Saturn work, everything clicks together and it's like oh no yeah you now you have a voice you have a place to present and it's your virgo and your cancer are satisfied because you're like and it's for the right reasons right now tap dancing via email i had to build the stage i had to build the stage that i could feel comfortable performing on if i have that is saturn in leo in the 11th house it's build the stage so that you can perform and so that you again have a right to because your Mars is in the 12th house, even with all of that Virgo and all of this cancer, there's a part of you that's like, there is the, the, the overarching theme of your chart until you are healed and, and it looks like you are. I'm glad that you did not criticize your wife out of doing the damn thing, right? But there are things that you cannot help but express. And so if you didn't build your own stage, you would be like annoying or like it would just, it would be like, it wouldn't make sense. Like the only way to do this cool and to support your driving force which is 
kind of like, I don't even know where it comes from, is to actually build the stage so that you feel like you have the right to comment. Like if it wasn't your thing, it would be a little bit like, um, you don't want to be, all that cancer, you don't want to be known as the guy who's just like hating on. But if it's your thing, then it becomes your shop and people can come, people can come to you to get the thing that they want. And so it really does feel like service instead of like bullying the tabs, right? Yes. Now, yes. what's also really neat, really neato, is that your moon is Exactly. You were born, and I was two twins. Boston, a mass pride. But you were born on an exact full moon. So number one, what does that mean without even looking at the signs? It means that you carry a certain tension in you that it's your life's work to balance out, right? So again, there's this part of you that really just wants to nurture and that wants to like make it safer online. There's this other part of you that is appalled by what people do in public and that would hate to have, you know, a world where your children are growing up without actual somebody just saying the thing, right? So there's this this desire to both nurture but then also to present and, and it's sort of like to stay home versus go out or to be inward versus outward, right? And... Uh, because it's Cancer Capricorn, they're both very maternal signs. So part of what really drives you, and it's a fifth house uh, Capricorn moon. So part of what really drives you is making sure that this all comes back to your children. I'm like, it doesn't surprise you that you have children. At the end of the day, when you're like compulsively wondering why am I doing this again? Shouldn't I just get some job or whatever? It's like, no, because at the end of the day, the fact that you're doing this work means that on a, first of all, it creatively inspires you. It makes you proud of who you are in public, but it also, um, you feel like it is doing your work to make it safer for the kids in public, to make it, a, you are doing your part to build a better future for the youth. And it is through creativity and it is through expression and it is through commentary, but it is that, that is your purpose. Zuck's Chiron is right on Rusty's legacy. You're, you are here. You will be known as the writer, as the storyteller. As maybe, the, maybe he's going to be Zuck's first friend. Okay, no. Hard no on that. That's a hard no hard for no. me. Yeah, but no. I will say that it there is possible. A stronger no. No, they're not a match. Zuck needs, no, no. He has like a shot with like a 19-year-old boy who's also never had friends. But like, but like <laughs> Rusty's, I mean, I could say Rusty, like if you, you, you might've just found your second legacy on this pod. Like you might be like, wow, those girls really fucking saw into my soul. Like this is my purpose. I'm going to be a comedian with the girls, right? But, but <laughs> no, but you really are here to, common and you are here to tell stories and your north node another zuck connection it does not surprise me that you hate this motherfucker your north node is in the third house uh you know writing language um the stories the internet how we communicate in scorpio so you are here to actually shine a light into the dark places of the internet and of the tech world that maybe people can't see which ultimately has you doing your legacy which is is actually Talking about the other side of the story. Like that is, you are living your purpose, my man. High five. Wow. Wow. I mean, I knew it, but now, but now I know it. Yeah, now you really know it. What, what is Rusty's Chiron? Oh, the wound. Oh, the wound, you say. Well, Rusty's Chiron is at one degree Taurus in the ninth house. So it's almost like the wound to me, it's 
I mean, this sounds kind of weird. It's almost like a travel wound, but it's like a wound where when you got out of your comfort zone and you were promised safety, it was like, like, like the internet, not safe or like leaving the, you know, you're such a cancer Capricorn, like leaving that home, which should have been really safe, wasn't. And it's part of what drives you to like make sure that you get in. Infor- That's why it does come back to children because it's like, oh, wait a second. I was out in the world without all of the information. And therefore, you know, whether it's like a, it could be like a finance wound or a security wound or a safety room wound, but because it's in the ninth house, which is like higher learning, higher education. Maybe he got, maybe he's Erica from BU and Mark was just protecting his sexuality or something. Like there's something that, there's some element of like when I left the nest and thought it would be like world's mine that like it could have been money security safety got like sort of jostled and then you were like whoa I'm reminded that I want to be safe and I'm not so I'm gonna pour my energy into investigating what the deal what aren't people saying that they should but ultimately that is also where the Chiron healing comes in because you do make you're saying the things that people need to say so that internet and tech does get called out and doesn't just Theranos us all. Love it. How's that? Not bad. Did Molly tell you I live on an island? I was going to say that seems like that's from that. (laughs) Yeah. That's what, yeah, that's what I was Where do you live? I live on an island off of uh, Portland, Maine. Oh, cool. I just went to Maine for the first time. Great starscapes, no lights. But even that, like that sort of doesn't surprise me because your south node and your Jupiter are also there. So it's almost like there's a little piece of you that is sort of like low-key kind of motivated by fear a little bit. Like there's something that you enjoy about the reminder that, yeah, like you're alone out there. Or, you know, either way, island or no island, it's like you are connecting with people at large. So you're never actually like that isolated or alone. But... Even like when internet goes down, it must freak you out. Like, oh my God, wait a second. Oh my God, we're on the fucking island. Wait, what am I doing here? Yeah. I mean, I'm not the only person on the island, but like, but yeah, it is a, there. it's a little shell that I reach out to the internet from. Yeah. It's very yeah. Cancerian. Very Cancer. And like Taurus, South Node, Taurus, Jupiter, like you want to feel you chose this place because it was like rich with earth and nature and t- tomatoes in the summer and the corn. I'm down. That's my New Jersey showing. But it's right. like at the end of the day, there is a slight piece gabagool. where it's like, yeah, it was some, with a nice place with a lot of gabagool and pools <laughs> and, you know, but there is a little part of you that is sort of like, yeah, it's a little bit isolated. It's a little bit of a dangerous choice for a Cancer Capricorn because Cancer Capricorn, Virgo, you love safety and yet kind of driven by, moved by, and turned on in a way, inspired by having things be a little unsafe because it is kind of where you're like, okay, I should fix this. I should comment on this. It's not safe. Super cool. Do you have any questions, Rusty? Do you have any questions? Who should I, um, what kind of, what kind of people should I avoid what kind of people should I avoid? <laughs> oh, who's, who's bad for me, I guess? Oh, who's bad for you? Okay, I love that question. I think you should avoid uh, Zuck. I think Zuckerberg's not your man. <laughs> That's not your friend. You don't need to You don't need to participate in anything that he does other than to comment. Who's bad for you? What a hilarious question. What a no, Cancer what a Capricorn pessimist- Virgo fucking question. Okay. <laughs> what a pessimistic question. Dark. But, but I get it. He wants to be safe from those people. I think that the people... Okay, so there are two kinds of people that you might 
want to steer clear of. Although in general, I think you happen to be a pretty personable guy. I think Scorpios might freak you out a little bit because they're doing such deep, intimate work. And yet they are kind of showing you your purpose, which is to investigate. But like, you're like, I don't want to investigate a person. I want to investigate tech. I want everyone to like me. I'm 11th house son. But like, so I think if like you don't want, it's awkward if you're in a social situation and you're having to like uncover and investigate the other person because you can tell that they're full of shit or lying or doing that dungeon-y behavior that Scorpio right like you can't help yourself but to kind of investigate and to be a detective so it's like you maybe don't want to be with super shady people because like then you'll become obsessed with that instead of like the the world at large or the internet at large um anybody who's like too intense is always going to kind of rub you, other than me, obviously, because I'm a Cancer Capricorn, so it's your kind of intensity specifically. But in general, anyone that has, like, too much intensity is going to... Any, anyone that, like, presses up against your sense of safety, not in the way that you chose to be a little bit unsafe. Makes sense. That makes sense. Leos might really fucking bother you. Yes, that's absolutely true. Because you're a little bit like, yo, man, we're all doing, like, real work out here. Don't just fucking sing. <laughs> either get on broadway and i'll make a comment or shut the fuck up but really that's your saturn talking which is like i want to see yeah mm. i have um i have like notoriously most of my best friends are virgos weirdly my wife's a virgo oh. um i have several virgo best friends it's a it's too many to be a coincidence honestly well that's nice okay then i take that i mean that doesn't surprise me because also your your juno which is your commitment partner like what you commit to is Virgo. Although I do think if anything, just because they're your best friends does not mean you're not journaling about them. (laughs) You're just taking it out on the tech world at large. But I really, I think Leo's probably bother you like the most and Scorpio's probably just trigger you in a way where you're like, "Uh uh-oh, I got to now do neighborhood watch and internet watch. Okay, all that Virgo, (laughs) back to work. (laughs) That was really fun. I love that reading. Thank you so much, Rusty, for joining us. This was so great. You brought such a nice technological expertise that we really definitely needed because we don't even know what Discord is. Absolutely. It was fun. Everyone, make sure you subscribe to Today and Tabs because it really is the only newsletter that I actually read. I have subscribed to a lot, but I delete them every time. Today and Tabs is actually funny. It's actually informative. And a lot of the time I miss stuff that's going on on the internet. And then Today and Tabs tells me what it was. So it's just, it's a win-win-win. There's a lot of good newsletters, but like deep down, we all know, right? It's like it's the only one. It's yeah. the only There's one. too many and they all need editors except for Today and Tabs. I don't know if you have an editor or not, but- I used to have an editor in the old days when it was like uh, syndicated. They never, it was never a line edit, but it was always somebody who would read it and go like, actually, that's a joke about a lot of people who died and you probably shouldn't do that one. Okay, helpful. <laughs> so Can be they helpful. They saved me a few times. My editor is like, I love them. I still love them. I mean, and honestly, no coincidence that like, if there was a joke, it would be about people that died. That's where your Mars is kind of writing from. So kind of makes sense. I do. I have to keep little copies of them in my head now and like read it, read it from somebody else's point of view. Yeah. It's a delicate dance out there, especially these days. We appreciate you coming on here and being relatively unfiltered, especially for a Virgo. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Anytime. <laughs> Last question I have for Rusty. Thoughts on Dirty Dancing, the film? I don't think I've seen it. I don't think I've seen it. Okay. What? Rusty will be back. He is going to do, he, we are going to do a little watch party. 
And then we will discuss the greatest, one of the top three greatest movies, Molly and I agree, of all time. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Uh, my, my wife insists I've seen Dirty Dancing. I don't think I have. Oh, them. wow. Even even. What worse. does she think of Dirty Dancing? What do you think of Dirty Dancing? My relationship is a little bit uh, not healthy. Did you hear that? Oh, such a Virgo answer. <laughs> if anybody, she said that the relationship is not healthy. Okay. A little bit not healthy. I agree, but that was not a healthy time. I mean, the dad's giving Penny an abortion. The whole thing was kind of not healthy. Did anyone have a healthy relationship with the person they lost their virginity to? At least he got her out of the corner. That's true. Dr. Hausman, what a stick. I liked him. I always cry when she cries, when he cries with her. Well, yeah, he comes around. He comes around, and he did give Penny the abortion in the end. And you know, no, he, he was helped her after she. Yeah, he helped her after she got the abortion. Right. Oh, right, 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 right. He came afterwards. Right. He didn't give her the abortion. He he patched up the botched abortion. I've definitely never seen this movie because if you had asked me, know. "Is there an abortion in Dirty Dancing?" I would have said, "I, I don't think so." Great. I was really glad that they had, like, you know. That's yeah. why the movie is so genius. That's why the script is so genius because the woman who wrote it wrote it in such a way that if you took out the abortion scene, the whole movie would fall apart. Like when the studio tried to say, "We don't want the abortion in it because it's too touchy," she was like, "Well, then we don't have a movie, and you just wasted X amount of dollars." So- wow. Wow. Nipples just got hard, Molly. That's profound. They like didn't promote it at all. It was a sleeper hit because like they were like, it's got an abortion. It's fucking Reagan's America. It's yeah, but without the abortion, it. there's no movie. Right. So she was a genius and it's a, it's like a surprisingly progressive, you know, it's so good. It's, it's probably so good. It's on Netflix in the UK right now. So I don't know if it's in Netflix in the US, but watch it tonight. Put it on for the man. We've got to get commentary. <laughs> We'll watch it again. We'll watch it. Excellent. And you're welcome to join us for that discussion. All right. I like you already. We're doing your chart next. Very good. All right. Very fun. Love you guys. But I want to say, I've had the time of my life. Clicking leave. Clicking leave. Oh, it all to you. He left. We got, I got, I got somebody. We walked the, we walked the guest. So that's good. Um, not because I have a bad voice, but because he's jealous because he wants to sing on the bod. Uh, we uncovered it. I also want to say to everybody out there, P.S., we didn't really touch on the fact that kids don't go on Facebook anymore. Mm. But that is a major reason why they're doing this rebrand. And I want to share some really good news, which is I was working on a film set with a bunch of like 19-year-olds a couple months ago, and none of them even have Instagram or Snapchat or TikTok. I think the kids are oh, moving like, in- What do they use? Nothing. They're moving in an analog direction because they're sick of the shit. So mm. that's kind of cool. Interesting. Okay, well, I love that. And I got to be honest with you guys, the Scorpio merch- is second to none. You're going to want to check out the Space Trash merch store. And even if you're not a Scorpio, get it. Because what a Scorpio thing to do to be sneakily not even your sign. Love that for us. And we have a moon yule. We have a new moon ritual. It's going to be highly penetrative on Thursday. So you're going to want to come. Molly will be there. I will be there. We got all the greats. And uh, it's free. So just check it out. Moonyule.com. Or you can go to at the moon yule on Instagram. And it'd be insane to miss it. I will be in America. Oh. <gasps> Oh my God, blessed union merging is happening on this Scorpio new moon. That's fabulous, Molly. Oh, okay. Well, you heard it here first, you guys. Molly will be in a normal time zone. She might even be able to stay the whole time because it won't be 2 a.m. there. It will be fucking normal ass evening. And uh, we really look forward to that, Molly. A, a, a set from you not after you've gone out should be an interesting change of pace. It just actually works for your time zone. That's beautiful. Well, also my flight 
doesn't land till 8 p.m. Oh, well, you're going to go at the end then. Yeah. LOL. I'm forcing you to do it though either way because I'm selling it on the pod. I'm doing it Scorpio coming back from behind. Whoa. It's all so poetic. And actually what I was going to say is because you'll be in the U.S., why don't we put you later for the comedy? And that actually that works better. Yeah, it could work. Uh, it will work. Things work out. Things work out. I fucking love the manual. I love Space Trash and I love you guys. Space Trash. Trash in space. Space Trash. Lifestyles of the rich and Uranus. Space Trash. Celebrities, they're trash. But the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming. <laughs> Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.